That's right. You're listening to Nestorious Public Radio live from Skid Row Studios, beautiful downtown. I mean, dark, ditty, shitty, gritty downtown L.A. So uh, before we get started, write this number down, 800-893-9562, 800-893-9562, and uh, 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 tune in and call people and do all you got to do. We got a dope-ass show. You got my man, Simon Kaufman. How's everybody doing out there? We got a special guest, man. We got this homeless motherfucker that I met down. We're on South Olive Street, and there was this dude begging for money, and uh, we I, I decided to just talk to him, and it turns out it's Jack McGee. I don't know if you guys know this dude. Uh, Jack's... Hey, what's up, baby? Yeah, D- Jack McGee. Um, I need to talk to the police. Yeah, it turns out, yo, it turns out, seriously, this dude. I got three girls locked up in my house now. <laughs> for the last two years. I've been banging the shit out of them, and all of a sudden, some motherfucker goes out for a Mickey D, and I got my ass turned in. That ain't right. That ain't right. That ain't right. That ain't no, right. But, but, but it turns out, it turns out, this is, hold on a second, this is the. Jack McGee. IMDB, this motherfucker. Jack McGee. He's been in every fucking thing from the... He was in The Fighter. He was in... Uh, uh, what's the name of that movie? Gangster Squad. Showgirls. He, my favorite... My favorite... Showgirls. My favorite uh, role that he did was uh, on Rescue Me. That was my favorite. But he's been in all sorts of shit. Turk 182. Just Google the motherfucker. And this Just is how Google. my... That's how my career is turning out. Yeah. I'm down here in this crazy-ass bullshit place with you. Homeless. With a crackhead for an engineer homeless. and a young Jewish boy trying to keep leaving chocolates all over the city. Homeless. Motherfuckers homeless. What, what the hell am I doing down here? 800-893-9562. Do your homework first before you call in, okay? Because we don't want nobody uneducated calling in. Not, <laughs> oh, yeah. We not, don't want nobody uneducated. <laughs> we don't want anybody who has not done their homework. Yeah, just get that smart motherfuckers in here. That's right. And doesn't know who Jack motherfucking gee is, okay? Mm-hmm. Look, look, look. There it is. Look <laughs> <laughs> My engineer. My engineer. That ain't yeah. no hookah, is it? That's my a hookah? Engineer. My engineer. No, it's not hookah. It's just bowling up. Yo, my engineer. I didn't know the bowl season was over. My engineer, Nick, just fucking whipped out a glass bowl and started. It's Girl Scout cookies. Oh, that's what it is. That's right. Motherfucker. You're going to get is, yourself a merit badge for that. This is what we're dealing with here. I might be in there in two minutes. Yo, for, a, for a nice mint. This I is, like those mint this, ones. This, yeah, clear up that uh, that turkey jerky. This breath. is this is what we're fucking doing here. This is what we're up to tonight here. Uh, this 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 beautiful glorious day. Uh, uh, what uh, uh, skidrowstudios dot com. Uh, this is what we're up to, man. You know what I mean? It's you know, just, I'll tell you, this is out of control. You know, I'll tell you. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure a lot of you do. Uh, the Nestorious Public Radio, after only three episodes for the last week, was on the top of new and noteworthy podcasts on uh, iTunes. We were at the top. We were right underneath uh, Mark Marin, and uh, so that's good. Yeah, we're we're huge, bro. Mm-hmm. We're fucking huge. Just ask us. I mean, we, you say, nigga. We get 
premier parking <laughs> parking spots now yeah. across from the studio. Yeah. Yo, yo, bust it, bust it. We were running late because we usually take the train and shit. And, you know, I'm tired of fucking homeless ass, stinky ass, ditty gritty motherfuckers on the train. No, we're and, huge now. No, and then the Metro, and you know, which is fine coming down, you get a little culture, which you don't do in L.A. because you're driving around, you're fucking engulfed That's in your right, car. That's right, this show's all about culture. Right. So when we are ready to go home after the show, the beautiful Metro always shuts down the line for like an hour. So we got to fucking wait an hour to get home. We're the you top know, of iTunes. You're going to shut down the line. We're the fucking top. You know what I'm saying? New and noteworthy, That's bro. That's how we got to plug That's us. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's you right. know what I'm saying? We ain't got time for this bullshit. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> we ain't got time for this bullshit. So, uh, so Simon, you, you, you uh, did a little homework here on Jack. Uh, Jack McGee. Um, you know, aside from being homeless. Listen, guys. Just so you guys know. Whenever you see a homeless guy, and as we've reported in the past here on the Nestorious Public Radio Show, uh, there was a homeless guy at the 7-Eleven asking for money, and, and the dude said no, and he torched the guy's car. When you, when you see a homeless guy um, asking for money or just maybe a little bit of your attention, you know, be kind, okay? Uh, connect as a soul. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you never know who that person could have been or is. And at the bottom at the bottom line, at the end of the day... That's somebody's son. He's a human. That's somebody's brother. He's a human. That's right. She is somebody's daughter. She may have been somebody's mother. You know what I'm saying? So keep that in mind. She you could know. have been a motherfucker. That's right. That's right. You know, but... Just because we don't always make the right decisions in life doesn't mean that, you know, you don't deserve... You know, the same amount of love. It's easy to be kind. It's easy to be. It's free. Takes work to be an asshole. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Kindness is free. Right. And that's why I'm being kind coming down here with you two assholes. Coming down here. You're already down here. No, you I've took me said. down here. You made me <laughs> take the subway while you took the car. <laughs> oh Shit, what's my up God. with that? Oh, my God. Ain't nobody. Nobody got no time for that. So, so right off the bat, right mm. off the bat, you, you, you started out. You were a firefighter. Right. In New York City. In the Bronx. In the Bronx. But Ten be- years. But before that, before mm-hmm. that, this wasn't one of these things like, you know, you were a firefighter and one day you woke up and said, fuck this, you know, I want to become an actor. You were already uh, doing theater. You had audition with right. Ron I was, Howard. I was doing, yeah, I was doing a lot of theater back yeah. in, as, as a kid. Tell I started me, off as a, as a singer in the hallways and the bathrooms, the black guys in the projects in the South Bronx. That's right. And then uh, I got an opportunity to audition for the Music Man on Broadway, myself, a little guy named Eddie Hodges and the guy who ultimately got the movie, a uh, guy named Ron Howard. Right. So uh, Eddie Hodges got the Broadway show, Ron Howard got the movies, and my fat Irish ass went back to the projects. But and, yo, uh, but yo yeah. it, it, you know, home is where the heart That's is. That's right. You That's know what right. I mean? Things happen it don't for matter reason. where you went back to, it's where you're going. And then I, 35 years later, I met, uh, I ran into Ron Howard again, I've worked with him five times since then, so That's never right. give up on your dream. That's right. So you met Ron Howard again 35 years later, he said, hi, how you doing? Nice to meet you. My name is Ron Howard, and you said... I said, well, actually, we've met before. We right. spent a couple of days at the Majestic Theater in 1957, yeah. and his his eyes just widened up, and I told him the story, and he was just blown away, and, uh, and he like said, I said, we worked with each other a few said, times. what did you say, nigga? And you were like, yeah, it was... Nobody got no time for that. <laughs> and you said, and you said that was ba- that was backdraft. That was the movie backdraft. That's where you met him at. That's right. Yeah, I met I met him on the movie backdraft. 
Wow. Yeah. So so that's that's pretty interesting. But now we'll go back a teeny bit more because I like I like that era. I like right. I like I like the formative years. I like right. I like the years where you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen in your life. You're young. You're dumb. You ain't full of cum yet because you ain't even at you know you haven't even hit thirteen. You know what I'm saying? Well, or, or maybe you did hit thirteen. There was that a couple. It was an Asian boy. Yeah. <laughs> but you were around eight around this yeah, time. Yeah, I was eight years old. Eight years old. Thing. I didn't know what I was doing. So you were. That's what I'm saying. Eight years old. At eight years old, I'm not gonna tell you what I was doing at eight years old, but I lived in the projects right, like you. Right. So eight years old and, and you were doing Bobby Bobby Lyman songs, Bobby Frankie Lyman. Frankie 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 now that's some dope shit. Yeah, that's some. That's what that's I knew. That's dope shit. That's what I no, knew. No, that song kid. right there. Yeah, quintessential. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if you were born <laughs> in 1965, 2005, we don't give 2015. A fuck. If you don't know that song, if you don't know Bobby Lyman, why do fools fall in oh, love? Oh, his brother Frankie. Dude, oh, his brother Frankie. What was the name of the group they were a part of? Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. And the Teenagers. Yeah, there was now, a lot of groups back then, yeah, a lot yeah, of doo-wop yeah. groups. But that particular group, that's right. dope. And then, if you fast forward, we're going to jump all over the place. Right. You did Rescue Me. Right. And then you worked with Black Sean, right. Lorenz Tate, right. who played Bobby Lyman in Why Do Fools Fall In Love? Oh, you see, now that's something I didn't know, you know, because what happened was when Tate came along, I was on my way out. Take him in the season that I got. I left oh, uh, rescue that, me. Okay, okay. So I ran into him a couple of times. I've seen him a few oh, times, so you didn't but I didn't. With him. I didn't know. No, I didn't know that tidbit. No, I was got gone it. by the time he oh, came. Oh, you along. didn't know that he played Bobby Lyman. No, this is all great information. Yo, yo, yo. Could I say something, man? To Lorenz Tate. To I gotta Lawrence check Tate. it out. Lorenz Tate. He's got a nice deal on now House of Lies, too. He's playing uh, Don Cheadle's brother on well, House he, of Lies. Well, he's one of the he's most. Good. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's a good actor. Big up. Big up, Lorenz Tate. Big up, your black motherfucker. Big up, Lorenz Tate. They fuck you every time you do a good role. What about Sharon Tate? Big up. Big up to all your fools. You're falling in love, y'all. Make sure you're That's 23. That's the guy that's got the chocolates down to 7-Eleven. Make sure you're 23 before you fall in love. Big up. Big up. Big up to the homeless guy that got the chocolates at 7-Eleven, man. Big up, Big you, up. Big up you fucking low, you lucky homeless motherfucker. Big up. Hey, yo. Yo, welcome to the ADD segment of Nestorius Public Radio. If you've just tuned in, we got none other than the baddest motherfucker from the Bronx, ex-firefighter, super magically delicious actor, been in all over the motherfucking place. Ain't nobody Jack, got time for that. Jack McGee. Hey. Jack McGee. The South IMDb Bronx. Him. The South, South Bronx. The South Bronx. The South, South Bronx. The South Bronx. The South, South Bronx. The South Bronx. The South, South Bronx. Got the Puerto Rican girls. There you go. All right. All right. Simon Simon gave a big up to iTunes. Um, we're going to give another. We got to give a big up to iTunes. Mm-hmm. Big up iTunes. Big, 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 big. Big the fuck up to iTunes. iTunes did put Nestorius Public Radio on the top left on the front page of their new and noteworthy podcast. And since then, we've been getting like, did you just say all this before? Yo, we're blowing up, so we're big time, bro. We get premier parking spots at the parking lot, baby. We're parking, baby. You don't stop. We got the podcast that be blowing up on the cock. Say what? Parking. 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 
parking. We get free parking. 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 You guys are so white. We're so huge. We don't even need the chocolates. We just give them away. We just leave them places. Yo, yo, dropping chocolates with that. With that, that, vanilla ice. Yeah. I got the opportunity to go for two days on Parenthood or two weeks on, on uh, the movie called Cooler's Ice with Vanilla Ice. Cool Ice. And I knew nothing about, about Vanilla Ice at all. Nothing about rap. Didn't know what the heck was about it. Let me see what this kid's like. And I got to tell you, if I'd have been on Parenthood, it might have gotten cut out. But I got two weeks on, on this on this thing called Cooler's Ice and people dig it up all the time. They, but the, the truth uh, about it is that ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> and Vanilla Ice was oh, a really was a great experience. He was that. a pretty good guy. Well, yeah. you know, one of the things about as as a as a fellow white guy with great yeah. hair, yeah, uh, a slick white guy with really nice hair, I can really relate to Vanilla Ice. Mm. And uh, one of the classic lines from that movie, I don't know if you know this. Go ahead, go ahead. He's on the motorcycle. and He says, "Drop the zero and get with the hero." I know he said that. Yeah. If you've never said that to a woman, I mean, come on, uh, you, that. That's a great line. That is a Yo, great line. You walk up to a girl in a bar. Like, I've only seen it. I've only actually watched it once. That's a great fucking line. Yeah. You walk. Hey yo, hey, drop yo. the zero and get with the hero. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, homie. Hey yo. And there's a guy that had a lot of stuff going on because he got accused of not being who he was, of and, not being black, and, and then not being white. Stuff. And now he's got. <laughs> a, now he's got an organization that helps uh, uh, rebuild homes for right, people. Right. So now he's, he's a home improvement wizard. Everybody's got a journey. Everybody's got a journey. Everybody's got look. Everybody got the right to do what they believe they're set out to do. And just because you fail at the beginning or you don't get the results instantaneously, doesn't mean that you're a failure or you're fake or whatever. You know, everyone's got the right to explore their individual spiritual journey. It's all what you do. It's all according to what you're doing. Exactly, man. You, we all still make mistakes, make mistakes on a daily basis. I made a mistake by telling you I'd come on this show. You know what I mean? But then you just suit up and show up, and then the magic happens, you know? You know it. You yeah. know it. You know it. It's all good. You know it's it. It's all good. And Vanilla Ice was a good guy. He had his posse around him. They were all, he was good to all the kids that come down because there were a couple of hundred kids came to the set all the time just to get a peek from him. And he, and he came out of the trailer and he was, uh, he was cool to everybody. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't even think that there's a couple other guys. Deezer D is another friend of mine. I, oh, Deezer D. Yeah. yeah my buddy, my, he was in that, that movie as well. So you meet some people in these small shows that, that you have lifelong friendships with. Yeah. Yeah. My boy, uh, my boy E Rock. Uh, we'll give him a we'll give him a beat we'll give him a big up because uh, Iraq is uh, Iraq is my boy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Iraq is definitely my boy. We're gonna give Iraq a, a big up in a, in a minute as soon as I find my fucking uh, template here. But uh, yeah, Iraq, Iraq, big up Iraq, big up Eric Goldman, big the fuck up Woodstock, big up, big up. Dick and Susan Goldman, big the fuck up for raising your kid right. Big up, big up. Yeah, E Rock was uh, was doing work with Deezer D, and uh, so we know Deezer D through E Rock and shit. And you know, um, then in Boston there's E Mac and Bolio, completely unrelated, but it's uh, the precursor to Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Now I just had a fucking ADD moment. It has nothing oh, to do. Oh, E Rock and Bolio is down on uh, on Amsterdam Avenue too. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. E Mac, E Mac and Bolio. Yeah, E Mac and Bolio. Cream. We're gonna start giving random advertising props Why to not? people. Yeah, sure. fuck it. Because sure. that's the way. That's so you see, people always put 
the 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 carriage in front of the horse. We tend to do that. Well, we do that because we have ADD. But a lot of a lot of we people put do. two carriages. We're going to put, the, the, we're put the horse in front of the carriage, and we're going to give a big fuck up to Emac and Bolio all over the East Coast. Emac and Bolio, big up, man. Emac and Bolio, Carmel Crunch. Yeah. So back back to Jack McGee, man. I really want to. You know, we're going to go all over the place, which is beautiful because your IMDb page uh, reads like a fucking blueprint. For the New York City subway map system. You know, it just fucking goes all over the fucking place. It this, does, doesn't it? This shit is crazy. Yeah. This shit is crazy. You sleep around, that's what happens. Yo, but but the thing is, you see, how long do I know you now? We know each other for about, about four. 20 minutes. No, no, we know each other seriously like about five, six years. Oh, maybe at least that. At six least. Six or seven, yeah. At least. Yeah. And the first day I met you, the first it day. Was, I did, it was just one kiss. Yeah, but but that's it's not the kiss. It's not the kiss. It's it's the energy that that two human beings uh, uh, transfer to each other, as if and we the other two human beings in our life want us to get away from them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But as as if we knew each other right. for fucking like a lifetime, like as if we grew grew up with each well, we other. Did. That's how it There's is. It's a different world back then. Different but we world, did. different right. time uh, period, whatever. Right. There's a scientific principle for every nut job. There's an equal or opposite nut job out there. Yeah, well, that's how it is. That's, that's how, how it is. is. Uh, we're going to talk about nut jobs later on because we, we, you know, nut that jobs. Pretty, that was pretty deep. That was deep. It's <laughs> like too, when, me, like when I met Nestor. for me and him, that's for sure. Well, well like when I met Nestor, yeah, we, we hit it off right off that. the bat. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another episode, dude, when you and I met. Well, but, go ahead. Well, no, one of the movies that you did, which I think is really interesting with I think a lot of listeners would want to hear, is the transition because you were a firefighter. Right. And right. you were doing acting. Right. right. And you got your big break in a movie. And the reason I want to mention this, which is so cool when I was looking this over, is this is also a movie. That's, I don't know if you know this. My great my grandparents on my father's side were in this movie also because I'm, I'm a fourth generation actor in my father's side. And my grandparents were in the movie as extras in Turk 182. We were just talking about that, and That's that right. wasn't a, that was well. That was the first speaking role I had in the film. Yeah, yeah so it was a it was a breakthrough. That was a yeah. big deal. And I remember that you know you go and you tell it everybody, and of course, Turk One Eighty Two is a movie with Robert Urich and Timothy Hutton. It was about firemen, blah blah blah, back in there. And uh, you tell everybody, I was still on the fire department at the time. Tell everybody you get your first speaking part in the movie, and they right. had a big benefit for the They're opening like, performance. Shut the fuck up and just roll the fucking <laughs> they like, hose. They were like, oh, they and I invited them all down. Yeah, come down. I was down at Times Square. And I didn't realize because I was still a new kid on the block that uh, it just because they pay you to be an actor in it doesn't mean they're going to keep your scenes. Wow. And what happened was they cut out every time I went to speak, they cut out all my lines. But that, was, in fact, was the first uh, first film I ever worked on. And uh, it's a, that was a great bit of news to find out that your grandparents uh, were in that film as well. Yeah, it's a small world. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a small world. But but just so y'all know out there, it really has nothing to do with whether your acting skills were on the money or not. It basically comes down to the timing of the film. I think you mentioned it in one of your interviews that the film is really done in the editing room. Right. I believe you said that. But it, it's a common knowledge for those people who are in the business that there's a script. Yeah. Then there's, you know, the production. Right. Right. Then there's the issues and the and the dynamic between the director, the money people, the studios, all that bullshit. Right. And there's the editor. The editor cuts his shit and that may be the cut, 
maybe the director's cut, maybe the studio cut. And so it really goes down to the cut. There are so many, so many different aspects, so many different uh, uh, departments, so many different people have their hand in making something like that happen. When you hear people talking in the business about saying that, like for the, for instance, the fighter, Mark Wahlberg said he'd be trying to make that film for seven years. And you think to yourself, well, Jesus, Mark Wahlberg, he's, Wahlberg, he's got enough clout. He, but there's so many variables that, that, that come into play there. It's, and then ultimately, Ron Howard, uh, we were sitting around shooting the bull, and Ron Howard said for him, it's just gathering as much material as he possibly can. Right. And then he goes into the room and he makes the movie. Right, right. You know, because that's where the magic, I think, happens. It happens all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And uh, from, when it comes from the written page, and it's hard for me to ever imagine. When they ask me if I read a script, I'll, I'll read it, but I can't envision what these guys have in mind and what the flavor of film goes. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty overwhelming when you realize what a minute part you play in these different uh, projects that you work on. Right. And, 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 and I think that that's an interesting point. So Mark Wahlberg went from rapper like fucking Vanilla Ice, right. but then he took it to another level. Well, he went from juvenile delinquent. Right, 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 right. Well, well, that's his experience. But, yeah. but he went from that to hot. Listen, if I was a girl, I would have blown him. I'm telling you right now. In it's fact, not too late. No, I know that. In no, fact, you can, yeah, life's no, all about choices. No, in, exactly. You get your big break. You don't have to be a girl to blow him. I mean, do you? Technically, no. no. I mean, you, you can met go him. For Do you think he'd let me blow him? He could marry. You could marry the man I now. Think, I think he falls under the category of not being that choosy. Yeah, he might. <laughs> <have> to... <laughs> Yo, seriously, that motherfucker's hot. Yeah, man. That motherfucker is hot. He yeah. might see them two gold teeth and just be turned on by it. Yeah. I think it's if you put a nice wig, Yo. I think that's really what yeah. it comes Yo, down to. You got to get a nice yeah. wig. Big up Mark Wahlberg. Big the fuck up. Mark Wahlberg you with a wig on ya. motherfucker six-pack Irish fuck from South Boston. Big up. I'm a, I'm a big Mark Wahlberg I'll fan. I'll never work with him again. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big, I'm a big Mark Wahlberg fan only because, only because, um, only because he's, he's, he's classy. Yeah, he is classy. He's classy. He's classy and 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 he's got he's got he's got uh uh finesse like Jack was just saying he he came from he was a street thug to um come on come on but you know when you think about him feel it what he gives all he gives it's just a sweet sensation sweet vibration come on come on come on you got to all he did was come on, come on. That was his line that's as a all rapper. He needed yeah. To do. yeah, that's all you. But you know, his big deal was because he had a priest that believed in him. There you he go. He had a priest that believed in him. He's there gone go. back to that same place and he's paid for. He's bought gymnasiums. Oh yeah. He's putting oh, kids yeah. through school. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So wow. he had an opportunity to get turned around. That's you right. Know, he might be one of them guys that we were talking about that could have been out in front of a Seven Eleven. That's right. All you got to do is saying, give, yeah. give somebody a shot. That's Just what be I'm nice saying. To somebody is all. Be kind. It's free. Again, that's going to be the running theme for uh, this episode of Next Nestorious Public Radio. Listen, I know you motherfuckers are listening out there. 1-800-893-9562. Jack don't bite. You know, you, I know you got questions. I know you want to ask him all sorts of shit. We, we're not even, we haven't even scratched the fucking dandruff-covered surface of my cranium on all this shit here. We're going to fucking get illy-dilly, manilly, fucking 
all over the motherfucking place. You know what I mean? So I, I, as we're doing this, I'm trying to post on Facebook and I'm trying to get a fucking picture of you, Jack, up on there. I can't believe you didn't have your picture. No, I did. I can't believe you didn't have a picture. No, I did. I mean, but you got a picture of Michael Chiklis up there, don't you? No, no, I did. Dennis Quaid. But this fucking thing isn't letting me do it. It's just like, and I already did. I already did put a picture of you. I brought 20 or 30 with me. I did. No, I got you, man. I got mm-hmm. you. Here we go. No, you know, Facebook has these, uh, these, Things to upload, and anyway, right. you know what? Facebook, thank you, baby. We love you, Facebook. We love you. They better know who I am now, anyway. Anyway, by the way, by the way, Ain't you don't know. No time for that. By the way, big up to all you Facebook users that got nothing to do with your life. Big up, big up that you be wasting your employer's time. Big up, big up, big up. You always on Facebook during nine to five. Big up. For the employer, except post on Facebook. Nothing. You do nothing but like, like, like on Facebook. Big up to your lazy goats. I like that horn. You know what that horn reminds me of? What? The horn when the New York Rangers scored a goal. Yo, that's the that same horn. horn. That's the same horn. That's a score. They won last night. They were down two games to nothing. They come back and beat Washington. They're, it's two games to one now. We're going to even it up tomorrow night. All oh, right, 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 right on. Did you play hockey? Because I know a lot of people. I did as a kid, but I wasn't did. very good. You weren't very good. I did. Good. I played out on the, on the lake. We used to go up for sometimes in the winter to a lake up in upstate New York, Putnam Lake, and we skated out there. But I wasn't a good skater. I coached a lot of hockey. That, I coached the fire department hockey team in New York. That, that, wow. That's yeah. that, that's tight. That's tight. That's, that's my tight. that's my game. And you that's also tight. go out to where, uh, my neck of the woods. We were talking about you like spending time on Vashon Island. Vashon For those Island, of you that don't David know, David and Daniel, our two best friends in the world, live up there on Vashon Island. They have 15 acres overlooking the Puget Sound. Isn't it's it gorgeous? It's spectacular. Where is this? Vashon Island is a, it's a it's a ferry oh, ride from Seattle. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's very beautiful, very artistic. It's actually when I started comedy when I was brand brand new. It was one of the very first shows where. They just loved me Great. because it's more of an intellectual, you know, uh, academic type. Per, you know, it's, they're smarter. They're artists. They're but a they're hippie not, artist crowd out there. Yeah, but they're like, they're older hippies. They're not the hippies where you just start doing drugs at nine and you think you're a hippie because you tear right. your jeans. They're hippies right. that actually understand the issues and they're, you know, and so, so I was, uh, I do more. I try to do more smarter jokes, and it was one of the first times because I was doing places like the you know, biker bars and shit, where the place whole, whole, the whole bar wherever looks like Willie Nelson. Yeah, wherever you get up, yeah, yeah, I mean it looks like a Willie Nelson lookalike competition. Willie, like, Willie, Nilly, Vanilli, you know? Dilly. Now I'm saying popping popcorn yeah. upside your Willie. motherfucking head. You know what I'm saying taking all the bed bugs out your bed, cleaning your sheets. Now I mean in between the motherfucking toenails, fungus. You don't stop superfluous. Yeah, we jamming, we rocking, we doing our shit live. Now, I'm saying to all you authentic stand-up comedians doing authentic comedy in front of people that look like cast members from Lost and Game of Thrones out in the middle of nowhere. Yo, seriously, big up, big up to all you live performance artists. Big up, big the fuck up, stand-up comedians, live theater actors, live and direct. Big up to all you ballet dancers. Big up to all you musicians, you musical folk. Get up in the fucking morning and don't give a fuck about the sense of purpose, but create one. Big up to all your parking lot attendants attending the parking lots and parking the cars, man. Big up to all you Mexican parking attendants in Los Angeles. Big up. You make our lives easier. I like to live in America. Talking about me in America. Traveling a room in America. You forget I'm in America.
There you go. <laughs> a little a little West Side Story. That's why you know, the the real reason I invited Jack. Uh, once I knew who he was after uh, I was being kind to a homeless person on the street because mm -hmm. I knew that he had multiple personalities. I could just tell within five minutes when he was asking us for money, right, Simon? Yeah. He was asking us for change. I gave him a couple of uh, lint balls, not not the hairy, fuzzy ones, but 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 the chocolate ones. Big up for lint balls! Big up for lint balls! Big up for lint balls! Big up! Yeah, if, yeah, listen, if you feel like... Big up for Lucille Ball. Big up for Lucille Ball. Big up, big, big up, big up for basketball. Big up for basketball. Big up for baseball. Big up for baseball. Big up to ballistic missiles. Big up for ballistic missiles. Big up for New Year's ball. Big up, big up for monsters ball. Big up for bald head motherfuckers. Big up for ball sack. See, I, that's why I'm telling you, this is what I'm talking about here on Notorious Public Radio. You know, but listen, uh, we're gonna, dude, Jack has so many fucking things going on in his life. I, you know, seriously, we all, all jokes aside, we here at Notorious Public Radio, we're really grateful to, I'm grateful and, and, and I'm blessed that I know you. I love you. I, I love you, seriously. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful. Uh, uh, you... You're a humanitarian. You 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 volunteer your time. Every time I see you, you're doing some shit. Mm. You do an annual, at least one that I know of, a volunteer, not a volunteer, but a fundraiser Man. for a local LAP, uh, LAFD uh, 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 chief. Was he right. a chief? Well, he, was, he was a captain. Captain that passed problem. away yeah. in yeah. the line of duty. Actually, he was a firefighter. firefighter. I'm, I'm hooked up with it. Yeah, he's a guy named Glenn Allen. Glenn who, Allen. Uh, who uh, came to help my wife a couple of years ago on uh, on uh, Fryman Canyon? We were hiking, and my wife and I were hiking on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, she just took a just slid. She wasn't on a big incline. She slid on the gravel, and and she hit a certain way where she broke a left hip and a left wrist Ooh. on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh shit! There so goes said, all the tortilla <laughs> chips. There goes all the hot dogs, the hamburgers. There go all the grubbing motherfuckers that are gonna be knocking they on your to door. Football. <laughs> the way you, we, 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 so you missed the Super Bowl to go hiking? No. No, no. What he, I did is I went up to, on the hike before the Super Bowl. Oh. Once my wife fell down, I said, I'll be back in four hours. Yeah, <laughs> and I come back. Actually, I come back at halftime, so I was only out for an hour and a half. Yeah. No, we took it to the. We took a. Actually, we called the ambulance. Then I come all the way up the hill and come up and navigate that hill and brought the uh, the ambulance up there. And the guy that came out of there was a guy named Glenn Allen who took care of her and brought her to the uh, to the emergency room. And about a week later, usually what you do, having been a fireman, you go back to that firehouse and you want to buy them a meal and thank the guys for that. Pick up a, a meal for them and bring it in and say right. thanks. And I went right. back up there and I found out that three days after uh, he came and helped her on the mountain. That uh, he was the guy that was killed in that Hollywood Hills fire where they oh, where they lost the fire. Oh shit! And when was this? Was, a couple years back. It was two years ago. Oh, two the, years. Uh, Giants yes, when the two, Giants were in the ago. Super Bowl. No, no, the Giants weren't in it then. No, the Giants weren't. I don't know. No, I don't know exactly when. I, that's it's all cloudy. But uh, but that that's that's that was the reality. Is that this guy that came to help out and then, and I do a musical thing every year at my house yes. and uh, okay. and I just turned it from a musical event that I like to do a March Music Madness and there was a purpose for me now so two years ago we uh, we turned it into a bit of a fundraiser and then this year we did it again and uh, we were able to raise so far about fifty five hundred dollars on two different days for his his grandchild was born two days after he was uh, he was buried oh right oh, right so right there's a little kid there that Nate was there so we do that I, 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 you know what. Like, <laughs> 
this. Pick the fuck up. Is there is is there a place? Do you have a website where no, people I, can volunteer? No, I, money? I don't because it's still it's done in my house. But I think what I'm going to do is I may move it out of my house because you you were there. You guys were so great to come by later and help us. Uh, I always come by way. after it's over but, to help you put well, your shit together. Because I tell you, I love you, man. I, just, I tell you, it's late. Everybody else you. comes at noon. I tell you, it doesn't start too. No, that's how we roll. But what what happens is that now it's gotten so big that I think I may have to move it move it to another venue. In that case, then maybe I put up a website. But right now it's just kind of a it's kind of like a grassroots type of thing and. Uh, and every, a lot of people that I know come in. There's 50 musicians that come in and play music yep, all day, yep. music from the 60s. Yep. And it's a great day. Yep, yep. So, and I think about doing stuff for other people. Yep. Well, you got to do that. You yep. got, in order for me to keep what I got and, and the goodness and the uh, and all the great things that I have in my life, like you and now the cough man, uh, yeah. I, I have to give it away. God well, you damn, know what? that reefer was good. Coffin well, on a Sunday afternoon. Noon. Doon, 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 doon. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Back, I know back, that. Back up, back, back up. Back up to the rascals. Could you please, could you please give us the uh, the deceased firefighter's name again? His name is Glenn Allen. Glenn Allen, <laughs> big up to you in the, mm-hmm. the beautiful resting place that you may not be now, that you may now be. Big up to your family. <laughs> Big up to all the firefighters that volunteer. That, you know, most people don't know this, but in major cities, the tax dollars go to paying the firefighters. Right. In a lot right. of towns right. and a lot of cities. Like these wildfires just happen. A lot of them volunteer. Yeah. Volunteer. Now, yeah. I want to take a moment of silence, and I'm being serious, okay? <laughs> Big up. You know what I'm saying? Big up. Thanks, man. Hey, caller, uh, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? I'm very. I'm. I'm doing fantabulous. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Nestor. This is Tom Houghton. Tom, hey Jack, it's Tom, Tom Houghton. How are you? Tom Houghton. What's up, baby? What are you hey, doing, Tommy? I'm hanging out, trying to have a, take a nap, and here you guys are on the air. I can't. I can't oh, sleep. Oh man, I miss you. Tom, what are you doing, man? Are you fucking slinging scripts? So what are you doing? I'm in New York. You're in New York. You're in a yeah. tent. Are you in a tent right now? No, no. Because usually home. you spend a lot of time in a tent when you're on the set. Tom, Tom lives in Harlem, you know that? Right, yeah. I know that. I've been to his house. Tom got a dope-ass brownstone in Harlem. I know that. We're in Harlem. Shit from soup to nuts. Like, yeah. what is that, 127th? Close, behind the Apollo, like, in the 30s, yeah. Hey, 30s. Just, so we don't, just so you know, Tom Houghton is one of the most amazing... Uh, uh, Director of photography. Uh, yeah, uh, DPs uh, and TV. He worked like, for a lot of you all those years on Rescue Me. Rescue Me, yeah. Okay, I lived on 119th and Lenox. Yeah. That's when okay. they that, that's when they started to allow Jews in, in that area. But the Jews owned all the property. <laughs> I actually, right. live there, no actually not in Harlem. No, not in Harlem. Go ahead, Tom. No, Jack, you were here. Yeah, you saw you helped burn that we had yes. a fire here. Yeah, we used we used uh, Tom's house as, as part of a when he was starting to renovate it and it was still gutted. Oh wow. They used that as one of the fire scenes. Oh really? Yeah, and they created fire in a couple of the windows there. So Oh wow. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Hey, Tommy, I'm coming back there for a couple of days at the end of May. Is are you gonna be home then? Uh give me a call. You never know. Please. No, I miss you. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see you and your girl. Uh, Tom, can I give you a call too? Yeah, yeah, sure. Tell Rosemary can too. Rosemary can too. Actually, you know, if if all works out well, Jack, uh, Jack is in a new uh, pilot. That if it gets picked up, what's the name of the pilot? It's called the McCarthy's for CBS. We'll know this week. All right, if it gets picked up, and we'll get back on there. I want to let you get back to your nap, Tom. But if if it gets picked up, uh, Jack is going to be in New York at the end of the week. That'd be Friday, and I'm going to New York tomorrow. So who knows? We might take you out for a papaya king. I shot the uh, Jim. I shot the Jim Gaffigan pilot. Oh, you oh, shot wow. him with Peter Tolan. Yeah, 
Ah, right. so right. it's, I, I, I imagine it's, it's either going to be him or us. Wow. I know. I know. So, Jack, you know, I was watching Gangster Squad, ah. and I heard you before I saw you <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. I said, that's got to be Jack in that, yeah. in that scene, and well, there, there it was. Thanks, now, see, Tommy. that's, now you see that, that right there, that's a gift. That's well, a gift. Tommy Howden's a gift. But well, that's a gift, to have the voice, that when the yeah. fucking audio edited Audio was edited slightly before the fucking scene. Well, this, no, he was off camera. Jack off, was off okay, camera. Okay, okay, okay. Right. In another room. Got it. And he was shouting. He's probably shouting. Right, right? he was yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got it. yeah, yeah I yeah, said, yeah. wait a minute. That's Jack. That's funny because you never, you know, you don't realize what you sound like. And then I get that right. a lot from a lot of people, friends and family too. Say, oh, I was yeah. in the other room and I need, you know, so, but uh, apparently it's been distinctive and yeah. I'm still fooling him. Tommy, it's great to hear yeah. from you. Yeah, well, you guys take care. Nestor, uh, good luck on the show. It's Thank great. you, Tom, man. Thank right. you so much for calling and listening okay. in, man. Big fan, big right. fan. Big right. up. Thank big up, Tom. Big up, Tom Right. That's fucking right. That's great. <laughs> That's fucking right. That's what I'm fucking talking about here. So, you're listening to Nestorious Public Radio. What's that phone number? 1-800-893-9562. And listen, I just want to throw in a couple of things. If you guys have any comments, any questions, any concerns, any fucking complaints, do me a favor, email me, email us at nestorious at gmail. Dot com. This dude, I'm throwing that in there. I'm going to throw in a plug for a uh, friend of mine who has a cafe slash restaurant in Valley Village, not far from where we live. Who's that? This is, uh, he's also a, a, a camera operator. Rick is his name. I, f I forget his last name. Forgive me, Rick. I love you. You know that shit. You got big motherfucking bodacious arms. You're a sexy fuck, too. Anyway. Big up! Doing advertising here on Magnolia Boulevard, Magnolia, and Whitsett. just east of Whitsett on the south side of the street. That's right. Big up, big up Harvest Moon. It's just west of the post office. Big up. The address is one two four five six one two four five six Magnolia Boulevard, Valley Village nine one six zero seven. And if you want to go to their website, Harvest Moon Co. Harvest Moon Co. Dot com. Do it up, man. Pay them a visit. They got the most amazing fucking lemonades. They got grilled cheese sandwiches. My man Rick's wife is the uh, uh, the, the head chef there. She makes this cracked bacon, thick cut bacon, salted and fucking drenched in maple syrup. And then they fry that shit like sizzle. You know what? Big up for sizzle. Big the fuck up. Because you know everyone needs a little sizzle in their life. You ain't lying. All right, all right. Now we're going to... Dude, this is... I think we may have to fucking record, like, another episode after this one's oh, over. Oh, man, I can't be here that long, man. I got the car <laughs> If you, Rick, and Mark Wahlberg were in a hot tub... Who? Drink, oh, Jack, you. Jack, Rick? No, you said he has both... You like his arms. Oh, if, oh, if me, you, Rick, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, and Rick were I'd, drinking lemonade in a hot tub... I'd blow Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Rick, Rick would have to wait. Rick would... I mean, you know... But before I'd blow, I'd blow Mark Wahlberg, I'd run the tip of my fingers ever so gently, like, almost as if they're not really making contact with his skin... 
up and down his six pack. I would just do That's that. That's a good move you got. You know what I'm saying? You, nice really, you guys can't really see it, but it's all about. No, the, you got me moist already. Give <laughs> me up for moist. It's all about the erotic foreplay. It's not the actual contact. It's right. the it's the insinuated. It's for, the insinuation. You know what I mean? The breath. It's just my insinuation. Skidrowstudios.com Hey yo, we're gonna do another plug for all y'all motherfuckers out there. We got amazing uh, programming on Skidrowstudios.com. We got the other other shows here. Make sure you visit Skidrowstudios.com. Go up to the show uh, menu and and just peep out some of the shows, man. There's always hey, some crazy shit going on. Didn't we have? Don't, didn't you do a promo? Oh shit. I oh, hold on, hold on, y'all! Y'all oh, niggas man. are in for some real y'all shit. Y'all ain't ready for y'all this, y'all. Y'all niggas are in for some real shit. Y'all ain't ready, y'all. Y'all niggas are in for some real shit. Motherfucking gritty, illy dilly type motherfucking shit. From the wall to the door, what you wanna do? Do you want some hardcore? Do you like it raw? South Olive, downtown LA, Skid Row Studios, motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, coming to you live and direct. Live and direct. Wrecked. 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 That's what I'm talking about. We do all sorts of type of shit. We we fucking we cook flambés. We make hamburgers, hot dogs. You know mm, what I mean? Mm. Cheerios and stereo. You know what I'm saying? We spit out lyrical buckshot so your motherfucking ears could ring. Ding dong. You know what I'm saying? We do all sorts of shit here on SkidRowStudios.com. I know there's more than one person out there listening. One eight hundred eight nine three nine five. Six two. You know the boys in the booth. They're looking at you and saying, "And that they're bowling up." That's my boss right yeah, there. He's bowling up. That's I my boss. That. Bowling up. <laughs> brother, That's my boss. At you and they laugh and say, "What fucking plan is this motherfucker yo, yo. come from?" Nah, yo, yo. this shit is great. Yeah. Keep going. Yo, it's on you. you. No it's on you. So what, what you, you gonna, gonna do? do? You know what I'm saying? Take your riddling, kids. Yo, you're listening live. You've wasted half your fucking life away. You ain't got no purpose in your life. Shit. Squat. Nada. You know what I'm saying? Call in 1-800-893-9562. This shit is free. You can download download us on iTunes. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just do it, man. Do yourself a favor. Do it. You never know who's going to come up in this motherfucking piece. Hit my man up on Twitter. <laughs> Nestorious NYC. And I'm at thejudamonk.com. And Jack is on motherfucking no, Jack. At the- at the Judah Monk at Twitter, no dot com. Sorry, yo, we're not finished. I'm just we're just going berserk over here. I don't Twitter. We're, we're just going berserk. You don't tweet. I don't know how to do it. You no, don't like to tweet. No, I can't be. No, can't we're going to get you a tweet. No, yeah, I, I got the right guy. Ain't happening. I got the. Right, I said the happening. same thing. I, I want to give a big up, yo. Seriously, I want to give a. This, this is my big man. up for no Twitter. No, I'm a. I'm a. I'm not Twitter. Big up, big up for Tyson Sanner. Big up, big up, you crazy madman. Big up, big up, big up Washington. Big up the state of Washington. Big up, big up Dan Crenzies. 
Big up Dan Krenzis. You've been listening to us. You kicked XM Radio to the curb. Big up Dan Krenzis. For anybody that goes on to the iTunes at Nestorius Public Radio, downloads, gives a five-star rating, and a, a uh, you know, gives a good uh, big up. recommendation, a, review, a, review, a good review. And five stars. You get you- a free big up in the next couple weeks. Within the next couple weeks, you get a free big up. They're free, Big man. up. Free big up. They're free. fucking free. They're free. Okay, so my man mentioned Gangster Squad. Yeah. We're going to, um, we have about, we have about, uh, we have about... Uh, 17 minutes left to the show. Right. So we can get into this a little bit. Right. You know, um, actually, no, we're going to get into something else because cause, cause the topic that I'm going to get into uh, about Gangster Squad and violence and mm. all that stuff, th- that, 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 that's going to be for the next episode. Um, but we're going to get into uh, a little bit of the news. That's not in for now. We're going to get into the news. Something happened that's pretty, that's pretty crazy uh, uh, this past week. There was a limousine that blew up or, 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 or ignited right. on a bridge, San Mateo Bridge in San Francisco, right. and it's kind of it's kind of a trip, you know what I mean? Because uh, there were uh, I think eight or nine women, right? That supposed uh, to have eight, there were nine, right? They just found that there was another one. Well, they just they, they, yeah, the, the report came in there was one over, right? So so there was eight uh, 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 initially eight women, and then they just uh, uh, found that there was another one. Anyway, so the limo, the limo driver. I mean, it's a big limo. I'm looking right. at the fucking picture. Right, it's one of them big ass ones. Yo, it's extended. one of them big uh, fucking. Yeah. And the name of the company, if I'm not mistaken, was Stop Limo Company. Well, they did. Not a good name, guys. Not right. a good name. Stop Limo. Come on. You know. Anyway, look. First of all. We're going to take a moment of silence and we're going to do a rest in peace for the, I believe, four or five women that passed, mm. right? Uh, it was a bachelorette party for... Um, the bride, the bride died for, in for, it. For the bride-to-be. Yeah. And uh, she passed. Uh, I believe, I believe, um, let me see if I can find the, the woman's name. I'll find the woman's name in a minute. Um, but I, 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 want to give a, I want to give a moment of silence to the, uh, to the people... To the, to the women that passed away and the people who got injured, you know, that's a sad thing. And the people that got left behind. And the people that got left yeah. behind, yeah, the family, the yeah. family. So yeah. so just a little big up. We, we, you know, we, we're going to go all over the place here. Cause and that must have been a horrible, horrible thing, too, as well. Dude. You know, because they were, the, the way the, uh, the structure is that the only two exit doors are in the back. Yo, that's crazy. And they, some of them used to have them where they had one up front, too. Right. But they, they, the ones, a couple of girls that got out, uh, and they got out there by climbing through the window in the front. Right. And, uh, but the other girls weren't able to because that's the part that ignited. Right. Right, 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 right. Anyway, um, yeah. So I'm going to read a little bit of this uh, uh, about this shit. Uh, basically, a limousine taking nine women to a bachelorette party erupted in flames, killing five of the passengers, including the bride-to-be. Authorities and the mother of one of the survivors said Sunday. The limo caught fire at around 10 p.m. Saturday on one of the busiest bridges on San Francisco Bay. The California Patrol officer Art Montiel told the Associated Press. Um, <clears throat> five of the women were trapped... But the four other women managed to get out after the vehicle came to a stop on the San Mateo Hayward Bridge. The mm-hmm. patrol said, that's crazy because those fucking bridges in San Francisco. I mean, you think traffic in L.A. is crazy. Right. Those bridges are like bumper right. to bumper. You ever try to get yeah. into San Francisco right. or out yeah. of San Francisco? But like I imagine around? that once they saw that thing pull over, then uh, then uh, people stopped or. No, you know, no, I, no, no. They, yeah. they had no choice. Yeah. They had to stop. Yeah. But I'm just saying that must have been some scene. Right. 
That must have been some scene. Anyway, Rosita Guardiano told the San Francisco Chronicle that the woman for whom the bachelorette party was being thrown was to be married next month. Guardiano said her daughter was one of the survivors. Investigators haven't determined what sparked the fire, but the patrol said that the white stretched limo became engulfed in flames after smoke started coming out of the rear of the vehicle. All right, we're not going to get too much into this. The reason I brought this up is be going back to the fact that you are go that you were a, a firefighter. <coughs> what is the first step that a firefighter? I know you were a fire, fire, firefighter in New York, and although I know primarily fires in cities are usually buildings and stuff like right. that. You don't really have too many. Uh, well, you get car fires, you, get you know, car but fires. you certainly. I've, I've never. People heard smoking about crack a, and shit. In the, yeah, in but the I car. haven't heard of any any anything with a, with a limousine. With Certainly a limousine. not as tragic as this. But I have been uh, part of fires at a at a social club where there were uh, ninety eight people that were killed. Yeah, yeah and the yeah. doors were locked. What you're talking mm-hmm. about? You're talking about the, the happy land down the happy land, happy land. South Bronx. Yeah. Happy land in South yeah. Bronx. That's a fucking and not having been to it myself, but I know the guy I worked with, the guys that were the the, the uh, lieutenant that was actually the lieutenant at that fire. Right. And then the exit gates, one of the, the entrances was locked up. Right, right. You know, right, and right. once the fire, if the fire starts, if the fire starts in this room and it's at that door. That's the only door well, out. Well, there's only a couple of things to do. And right. if you can't see, you can't breathe. You got to find you're in a the path panic, of egress. Uh, keep low. And if the fire's there, you know. And, and yeah. you got to be careful because if you open does, the door and air right. comes in. Yeah. So, you know, all jokes aside, though, all right. jokes aside, not many people are prepared for fires. Right. Even though in schools, right, right, we were taught uh, 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 fire drills, and right. we we took it as a joke. Right. We have a call, okay. We 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 were we were t- we were taking those things as a joke. But the truth of the matter is, ask yourselves out there in uh, i uh, i uh, iPod land, uh, uh, podcast land, in uh, skidrowstudios.com land, internet land, Google land. Ask yourselves this: How many of you? are actually prepared in the event of a fire. Mm. Do you really know what the nearest exit is to wherever you are in the event of a fire? Well, Do it you always, you know, it always, it's, it's, it's always a thing. I become more conscious of it when my wife and I go away to a hotel. I know where the, where the staircase is just because you look for the ex- exit signs. I look for the but free it, water bottles. The free water bottles. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, right. that's the exactly. first thing. I, I look, look for the hot know. tub. No, right. I look for like, I'm like, I'm like, Yo, they didn't give us a fucking free right, water bottle? Right. Big up to the water. No, big up, big up. No, back. Because you're at a Motel no, 6. No, no, seriously. Right, back, back, back to the fucking serious thing. No, seriously, what I look for, uh, usually I go to different, um, nice, I, nicer hotels, right. except if I'm on the road right. with comedians. If you don't care, if it's just to drop, yeah. Yeah, drop your hat. Motel but I, 3. But I always look if for. If they're paying. I always look for. You know, I'm an electrician by trade. So right. I'm always. One of the things I look for is just aesthetic, the lighting. Who did the conduit? Right. Did they have done it better? Right. Receptacles? Are they missing a plate? Right. Shit like that. Right. But when I go to a, a hotel, I always look for smoke detectors. Right. Always look. Right. Always look for smoke detectors. And I look to see if that red light is blinking. Because right. if it's blinking, it's connected. It's on. There's right. electricity. Right. Usually, it's hardwired and it's working. If it's, if it's a battery-powered one, if it's blinking, it's working. Right. So I look for that. I look for paths of egress, definitely, and I always look to see if there are fire extinguishers along the hallway in the cheap motels, in right. the big motels, in the big hotels, you know, resorts. They have sprinklers. Well, they, most of them have sprinklers now right. too, but the but the other fire there is just in case to try to contain it. Right, right, to contain it, yeah. to, to wet it down. But seriously, all jokes aside, if you own a home, if you live in an apartment complex, 
If you live in a building in New York City, think mm. about it. You just said, where are you going to go? Right. If there's a fire, I mean, World Trade Center is a perfect example. Right. Above a certain floor, well, it was engulfed in flames. Where are you right. going to go? Right. You know what I there's mean? There's nowhere for to go. There's, there's nowhere to that, go. That was a, something that was so monumental. That's that another it, topic. That, yeah. That's another yeah, topic. Yeah, sure. And they've become more and more prepared for that with right. the way they, uh, right. you know, uh, with the with the, uh, with the standpipe system. Right. Because, you know, when that got hit, everything, you know, nothing right. was working. Right. The standpipe. Explain that to us. Well, the standpipe is a system that comes up through the building and it, and it tees off at every floor so they can, uh, the fire department can, can feed the water, open up the gates to the water system so it can be pumped up. A hundred floors. It's a water pipe that it's carries water, pipe. water all the way yeah, up to the top of the building. That's that eight to ten inches wide. Right. It's red. High it. powered. If it's, you're smoking crack you in, outside. In, in, in the you're stairwell, you're sitting on it. You've seen it. You've it's seen, a it's big, got a, fat, it's got a cap red. on it. Yeah, you've right. seen it. Because right. if you, you you know who you guys are, you've seen the shit. And that feeds at least a, every other floor, maybe the even numbered floors all the way up. And then maybe you just have to get, you still have to get up to sometimes 15, 20 stories with the, with the, uh, the hose lens just to hook it up. Right. So, right. but it, because, it, it, there, it, because there are, uh, are, are male feeds to every one of those. Yeah, there are caps. caps. There are yeah. caps, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the other thing that as a, when I was working in, 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 uh, in a, in a big skyscrapers and, and, and in the financial district, especially because they move. Goldman Sachs, all these places, right. they move like from fucking month to month. They tear down floors and blah, right. blah. And right. you have to bring conduit, fire, right. standpipes, all right. sorts of shit from floor to floor. Right. When you core drill holes in those concrete floors about fucking three feet thick, right. you need to seal off those holes because right. wherever there's a path of air, fire can can, right. can escape. Right. So uh, one of the jobs I had was to put this fireproofing wall barrier, hmm. this this like uh, red clay right. looking thing that's a, that that's. You were uh, the apprentice doing that, right? No, 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 no. I was yes, a journeyman. Okay, okay. I, was, I was getting paid sixty five gotcha. motherfucking dollars an hour to I drill six holes. Right. That was a, the tedious job I've ever had, man. Right. Yo, right. straight up, straight well, up. About fifteen years ago, I was like twenty years old, and we had this. Me and my friend, we took these two chicks to this Holiday Inn. Yeah, I said a hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. I said a if your girl starts acting up, then you take her friend. I'm Mr. G. I'm on Melrose. It's on you. So what you gonna do? Well, it's on and on and on and on like the hot butter to pop, to pop, to pop, to pop, to pop, to You just don't stop. Come alive, y'all. Tell me what you got. Ha! So basically, we took we took these chicks out, and we were having this like hotel party, getting wasted all night. Smoking. Don't say hotel again, because then I'm gonna be fucking. Don't say the it word. It was a hotel, motel, holiday inn. I said these fucking stuff girls are acting up. We shock you in the chin. I messed the G. I'm on mellow. It's on you. So what you gonna do? Well, it's on and on and on and on like the hot butter to pop, to pop, to pop, dip it, dip it, pop, 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 pop. You just don't stop and come alive, y'all. Watch you got. Right. Get on the mic, cause you know you eat jello. Alright. Yeah. I got my man in the hand on my fellow. Alright. So basically, so we took and you know, like one of those like Shoot impromptu <laughs> You know one of those impromptu uh hotel parties where you're smoking. Don't pot. say the word oh, hotel. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't, say- <laughs> Don't say the word hotel. Okay, we were staying in a building with a room. Okay. You know one of those crazy parties where you're smoking pot out of a pop can and like making out with, hooking up with chicks. And so we crashed out at like four o'clock in the morning. It was like 11. It was like 11. And I hear this pounding and I wake up. Everyone else is passed out. 
And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like mad. I'm like, what the hell is that pounding waking me up at 11 and 11 o'clock? somebody fucking? No, listen. Okay. <laughs> listen, can, you call the, the can we get some manager? Adderall? Can listen. we get Nestor some Adderall, please? Anyone have an extra pill for the gentleman? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I look out the window and there's all these people on the street corner and all these fire trucks. I'm like, hmm. And I hear this pounding. I'd say to my, and so I'm like, I wonder what's out in the hall. So I open the door and there's smoke everywhere. I shut the door and I'm like, uh, hey guys, I think you should wake up. I think there's a fire. So we get up all like crusty, like what? Mm. And we're like, well, what the fuck do we do? Everyone, we were the last to find out for some reason back to smoke detectors. Maybe ours wasn't working or something. So we're sitting there crashed out half naked in a hotel room after a wild night of uh, uh, scrabble, you know, you know, things the youth do these days. Right. Right. And uh, so we come out and the firefighters are like, what the hell are you doing in here? We're like, "Uh, don't tell our moms, you know. Yeah. And then then they guided us out and it was just nuts, dude. We woke up like wasted half naked in a hotel on fire. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You catch the fire in the hotel in the holiday. Smoking, man. That's right. Hey, I got I got a, a a post on my Facebook page. Do, do you know Jimmy Noonan? You know you got to know Jimmy Noonan. I think I if do. If you see his face, he's an actor. He's if you see his face, you know him. Big up, big up, Jimmy Noonan, you bald head motherfucker. Big up your big bald head bouncer looking fuck. Big up, big up, Jimmy Noonan. I think he was in the in the Grifters. He played the bartender Noonan. in the Grifters. Yeah. On a Sunday afternoon. Anyway, he wants to know to, to throw in Moneyball. He wants you to say a yeah. word or two about Moneyball. Well, Moneyball, money, baseball. Baseball, Moneyball. Played a scout, got a call, worked three, four days on it. A lot of fun. Had worked with Brad Pitt before. It was a great experience. Good for the residuals. Later. Cha-ching! Yeah. Yeah. Cha-ching! <laughs> but it's a lot easier to win games when you're in the same division as the fucking Seattle Mariners. That's piece true. of shit. That's fucking true. team with a Easy. fuck stick owner. Piece of shit. Oh, shit. Ooh, fuck the Mariners. Like somebody's got to oh, talk to his shit. sponsor. You know what? You know what? You know what? Just because of that, we're going we're gonna to have to... We're, we're going to play something sweet. It's about... Hold on. We're Because y'all niggas are bugging. Hit it! Na, 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 na. Land of a thousand dances. We got two minutes, man. Here comes the hot step up. Word of this shit up because because uh i gotta take jack home yeah. and, and we're gonna bring him back to do another episode jack will be back time. next week everybody we're gonna have him on for a two-part episode well, be back on the next episode. yo check it out bust the move go to itunes go to the podcast page go on the note and rule noteworthy no uh new and noteworthy hit all my joint is in there somewhere nestorious public radio click on that bitch subscribe 
download. While you're there, while you're tweaking, go to skidrowstudios.com. Check out the rest of the shows. And uh, and that's it, man. We're going to fucking take this bitch out. We out. Tweaking on a Sunday afternoon. We out. <laughs> Talking shit. Y'all gotta like, you know, encourage me the whole way along.